you know, making sure that the, the two, I think, is the big part. Again, trying to concentrate on my hydration or finishing a Taekwondo session or a workout session late and you're hydrating afterwards, yep. you know. I think that's something you definitely have to look at. Sometimes you just need to hear what you already know from mm-hmm. someone who's done it and kind of gives you a little bit more than what you know. Because I'm yeah. like, right now, you've got my, my brain is like going a thousand miles an hour. Meet your host, Andy Naylor. Andy is a men's physique transformation expert, competitive physical champion, and a multi-six-figure business owner who has helped thousands of busy, high-achieving men get into the best shape of their lives and reconnect with their inner alpha. On this show, Andy is going to share with you his playbook on feeling healthy again, avoiding the common pitfalls successful men fall into, dropping 20 to 30 pounds of fat, and building a physique you can finally be proud of. And the transformations aren't just physical either. You're going to learn how meeting your personal goals will help support your professional achievements, giving you that true alpha mentality. Let's go. Hi, and welcome back to the show. My name is Andy Naylor, founder and CEO at Naylor Body Design and host of your Optimal Alpha podcast. I hope all is good. So we recently reached out to our network and invited people to come on and join me for another episode of our free coaching Friday, which is basically we reach out and we ask people to submit their one burning question. So a little bit of background about what they're trying to achieve, what their goals are, what their struggles are, and essentially what is the one burning question that if they could have that answered, it would allow them to progress easier and maybe level up and get certainly closer to their goals and results. So we recorded one of those and today our episode here on the Opto Alpha podcast is going to be two of those recordings where we, well, I spoke to a number of people, but we picked out two that I thought were going to be quite interesting and uh, two Kevins in actual fact, Kevin Doyle and Kevin McCormick, both on interesting subjects that I thought you guys might find useful to listen to. So first of all, we're going to dive straight in with Kevin Doyle, where we were, we were sort of discussing the idea of trying to become a hybrid athlete and what that looks like, how that can be done potentially, and maybe what the pitfalls of that could be. So without further ado, let's dive into that conversation. I hope you enjoy. Well, listen, first of all, um, I mean, obviously, look, uh, great great for coming on and uh, and obviously welcome to the Optimal Alpha podcast show and really happy that you've, uh, you know, you sort of put yourself forward to come on for the, the free coaching Friday. And obviously I've looked at the information that you've sent in um, and had a good, you know, sort of read through that. Um, but for the listeners and the people watching won't have any idea what your sort of like one question is and the one thing that I could possibly do in, in sort of like the next 15 minutes to sort of, you know, really help either unlock, you know, the levels that you're trying to get up or, or take down a barrier for you or just answer that one thing. So for the sake of everybody listening, watching, what, what would you, what would you say, Kevin, uh, what is the specific question or, or thing that I could possibly try and help you with, you know, now while we're here? that could really just sort of like open some doors for you. Let me know and let's see what we can do. For me right now, well, first of all, before you can get there, I just want to say thank you for all that you do for us. Oh, uh, it's awesome. Very welcome. For me, I, in terms of working out, fitness, diet, nutrition, I'm pulled in many different areas. Like I want to be fitter. I want to be stronger. Mm-hmm. I want to be faster, mm-hmm. which entails working out, but I'm also involved in martial arts. So that's part of my hobby, right? And I got yep. to make sure that I'm not overtraining in one area that's going to affect another area. I also like to do obstacle course racing, right? So sometimes I got to get my miles up and and that's going to affect what I could do in the gym. And being yeah. 53 years old or being a little bit older, it takes me a little more time to recover and I have to be smart. So for me, using the information that 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 I, I've gotten from you and putting it together, it's, it's 
or to to be able to roll with the punches when it comes to training for different goals, you know, and that's that's hard for me because I know a bit, but that's like you know PhD stuff, <laughs> you, you know, it's, that's doctoral this, level. This is this is one of those things, and you know, we 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 speak to many people who want to sort of go down the sort of road of being like a hybrid athlete. It seems to be something that I hear a lot at the moment, and 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 sort of like able to do a lot of things. And it is, of course, possible for us to be able to do a number of things, but it, but then to what level? Like right. there has there, there, at some point there has to be, you know, let, let's say, for example, you know, if you took a, a 100 meter sprinter who's clearly good at one thing, I know this is a, on the edge right. example, but, and then said to them, but we also need you to be good at powerlifting. They're going to be like, well, I can't be great at both. Like one of them's not going to be better than the other. So the fitter, stronger, faster, I mean, there's nothing that says necessarily, specific types of training can't harm all of those things so for example at the moment i do resistance-based training but i also box three times a week because i want to be fitter stronger faster but i also want to maintain a physique that you know if i were walking down the beach someone's like blimey that dude must work out like not that i want it for that reason but it's nice to know that i've got that physique and it's it's supporting me now what's interesting is when you add in the martial arts now before i started training in the gym um I I was training in something called Jeet Kune Do, which is Bruce Lee's selection of martial arts. And I'd been doing it for a while, got half decent at it, and I was a brown belt and training for my black and kind of then found the gym and kind of fell out of love with martial arts. But he, this is like years ago, but I remember it being a challenge trying to do both because what was happening was is I was, you know, training, I was then weight training, and I was getting, it was causing me elbow pain. And I worked out that, you know, it was one, it was from sort of doing, trying to do both. So there is an interesting balance to be drawn between that. But I think the key thing here is something that you said, which is actually it's just the recovery but across it all. So it's the it's it's the the thing to then focus on is the balance between them. Now, how often are you doing martial arts? A few times a uh, week? Three days a week. Three days a week. Three days a week. One, of them, one of them I'm teaching. So I mean that's Okay. Work out, but not a okay. workout. So Okay, so okay, so technically you're being stressed, strained two times a week in that. Yep. And is it at what level is it pad work sparring is it like is it full-on like what sort of level is it it de- it depends on what our master instructor is working on the last two or three weeks we've been doing pretty much full-on sparring uh without hitting all the drills sparring you know yeah. uh hitting the hitting the bags hitting the paddles all that kind of stuff so but so there's obviously by- full, full full impact full, full impact yeah okay so th- that that it takes more out of the body than we would first assume, you know, when, we, when we're sort of hitting, one on a cardiovascular level, two on an impact level, and then there is quite a lot of recovery. Now, the reason I know this is because I track everything through an aura ring, which is just a wearable, bit like a Fitbit, uh, Fitbit Garmin, uh, whoop strap. Now, I look back at the days that I do my 45 minutes of pad work boxing, and the the expenditure goes through the roof, and it's all high intensity. And interestingly... It tells me my readiness score the following day will always be down based on the amount I did yesterday. And I didn't really think about this until I started actually tracking it. And it was tracking my heart rate, my body temperature, my rest afterwards, all sorts of things. So the point there being is is what you've started to work out, which is how do I balance these things off? You're exactly right. The recovery that probably comes from these harder sessions in terms of sparring, the focus probably needs to be the recovery around that. And then how much volume of resistance training you might be doing. So you're doing, okay, so we've now got, we now know where we are in terms of the martial arts. How much are you doing in terms of the other styles of training? 
Um, so I'm trying to get to the weight room, um, at the minimum two times a week, uh, ideal week would be three to four times a week for about a half hour, 40 minutes. Usually there's one lift that I'm centering on and then I'll, I'll spend a little time doing accessory work after that. And then the miles since the obstacle course race seasons that is done, I'm only doing about eight to 10 miles a week, just really leisurely, no clock, no nothing, um, just to keep it up over the winter. And then probably in January, end of January, the latest, I'll start ramping up the miles and ramping up the hell training and, and sprints and stuff like that. You're doing quite a lot, really. So two, maybe up to four times a week in the gym, you're doing up to 10 miles running and three sessions too. That's quite a lot. So there's a lot of what we would call volume and different types of intensity and a, and a very mixed style of training, which is great. It is going to be a challenge to recover from that. So the areas to then focus on, one is not, I, I hate to use the word overtraining because I don't think we can technically overtrain. We can under recover. That's right. what happens. You know, if so, if someone's recovery is, is absolutely on point, they can continue to train until they're under recovering. So therefore we put focus onto the recovery work. Are there any specific things that you know that you've added in to aid recovery while you've been trying to sort this out? I've been, uh, Focusing more on my hydration, that's one. Two, more foam rolling, um, especially okay. after, especially the day after, if I'm really, really sore in certain areas, uh, whereas previously I've never done foam rolling. And I found that to be actually quite helpful. And then I do uh, massage therapy once, twice a month, depending on how, how I feel. Um, and I've, I've really got, really found, so lucky to find a massage therapist who's really, who treats me more like a patient than as a client. You know, trying to figure Good. out where 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 things are. Any niggles or injuries at the minute? Was it just over? No, no. just besides Thomas Hornets. That's good. So, in terms of recovery, and also in terms of nutrition, don't you don't need to go too far into this? But do you feel that you've got a fully structured nutritional plan? Are you tracking calories and uh, macros daily? What does that look like? No, I have a, a general plan. Um, I don't really okay. track macros. Uh, making sure that I'm getting vegetables, whether it's a salad or broccoli, two two meals a day. Um, mm -hmm. I, I kind of eat between a window between 10 and six o'clock. Um, uh, I try, try yep. to make sure that it helps me prevent snacking. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So, you, so, I mean, so you, 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 you're definitely heading in the right direction. So the thing, okay. So the things that come to my mind, so, okay. So overall, everything you're doing is great in terms of a nice mixture in terms of your training. It's going to, it's going to keep you fit and healthy for a long time in many different areas, which is great rather than just going to the gym and just lifting weights. And that's the only thing which, you know, we probably all love for a certain amount of time. And then it becomes good to add other things in one just for, you know, just for it being new, interesting and things to do. But also like I've done with, like with boxing, it's, it's a new challenge, but also I have watched my fitness increase. Like I started and I could do maybe six rounds, and then it was like eight and it was like minute rest. And now it's 12 rounds, three minutes with 30 seconds rest. So you can literally see your 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 your, your, your fitness improve, which was a good thing. So the areas that I would then drill down and focus on are managing the amount of maybe volume of the weight training. So as in, if you're doing four sets of something, for example, are all four sets worth doing? Or could you do it two and they'd be way more intense? Because if you could do less volume but get more out of it, it's it's generally a little bit easier to recover from because it's just less overall work. I don't know because I've not seen your program, but there, there's normally something in terms of training. We've got uh, we've got volume, intensity, frequency as like big areas that we can sort of and well, we can sort of like manipulate. Okay, 
And sometimes one will have, like intensity will have a bigger impact on someone or volume will have a bigger impact on some th someone. Okay. Something to consider there. Food, you really want to try and probably move to a point where it just becomes more stable, predictable. In other words, I would begin starting to look at calories. Is, is body weight stable? Yes-ish. So I'm, I'm, I would say within 10 pounds up and down, depending on- Just, time just sort of sitting there doing that. Yeah. Okay. So- so that means, generally speaking, then you're in and around, you know, maintenance calories. You could maintain maintenance calories is like a band, like it could be like a band of 500 calories where if you hover in that, nothing happens. If you're under recovering, you want to try and see if you can work yourself to the top edge of that band. So not really technically in a massive, in a, it, well, you, it could be a surplus, you know, not enough to really sort of add lots of muscle or add lots of fat, but probably enough to just to give you more recoverable ability. Now, that's really that's quite challenging to work out. Like we could never work out that what that maintenance band is until someone's like, I'm eating two and a half thousand calories every single day and I'm doing exactly the same output every single day. And now we watch weight. It's like a, just a little science experiment. So, but that's one thing to consider. And then it's all the recovery side of things. Now there's a myriad of things and I started to write some down and you, you kind of mentioned, so massage was one of the first things I mentioned. I would just start doing that if you can weekly. So personally, I tend to go upper body, lower body, upper body, lower body, or fix a problem, fix a fix, fix something that hurts. But but I tend to, I would tend to do that weekly if it's possible. Um, the other thing was is is um, so thermal exposure, ice baths, okay, horrific, but really good for recovery. Ice baths and sauna. So either either side of the thermal sort of exposure can be really useful. Now, whereabouts in the world do you live? Where are you exactly? I'm in New Jersey, uh, east coast of oh. America. So not it doesn't get oh no actually no it's gonna get super cold for you there isn't it pretty much at some point okay so well, you you know maybe just get outside and rolling around in the snow I, I joke but technically I, ice baths as awful as they are do offer many many benefits in terms of recovery plus also long extended releases of dopamine which can be super useful but also saunas as well so ice baths saunas massage and then the really the key one I've left for left for last sleep. How would you rate on a scale of one to 10, your overall quality of sleep? 10 being amazing. Six to seven. Okay. So, okay. Let's just, okay, let's just break it down further. Okay. First of all, how many hours do you average per night sleeping, roughly? I'm in bed for sleeping for seven hours a night. I don't so sleep for seven hours. So, okay, cool. Let's now rate three separate areas of sleep. Let's drill into it, okay? On a scale of one to 10, 10 being brilliant, one being rubbish. First area is... How, how easy you find it to fall asleep at the end of the day. So, for example, 10 would be you get to the end of the day, close your eyes out like a light, or one would be your brain's churring away and getting to sleep is difficult. What number would that be? Eight. Okay, fair enough. Now you're sleeping. Let's look at depth. Um, a 10 would be you go to sleep and the next time you're conscious is the morning and time to get up. A one would be sleep's just really broken for any reason. Four. Okay, what would be the main I reason? I wake up a couple of times in the middle of the night. So just gen generally light sleeping or restless or how would you describe it? So uh, I, I guess general light sleeping. I mean, there's not any noises or things that are waking me up. But like even last night, I go to bed 10 o'clock religiously every night, right? On gotcha. a work day, I want to get up about 5, 5.30, right? But I woke up at 3 o'clock. I was like, what am I doing up? You know what I mean? And there's like, you yeah. know, we got to calculate what time's the alarm going off, when's the bad time to fall back asleep, you know? When's yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but, and, and technically that's important because we go round in a sleep cycle and some people go like, four to five to six maybe across a night mm -hmm. they're generally about 40 minutes and if you're looking thinking it's not enough time to go back to sleep i might as well get up but okay now the morning you've just woken up and i want you to i want you to judge for me how truly and fully 
rested, restored, re-energized, replenished, you feel from the sleep. Like So a 10 is you basically wake up feeling reborn, energy levels fully topped up and 100% ready to attack the day. A 1 is you wake up but a bit tired, slow, groggy, sluggish, cloudy-minded, could happily go back to sleep or maybe want to dive headfirst into coffee. What number would you be there? I'd say uh, I'd say seven. Um, gotcha. I don't need to get up and drink coffee. Yep. So I'm lucky like that. I don't always want to go down and and, and wake up and you know get the morning started, but uh, I get out of bed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So not not bad. I mean, it, there's, there's certainly something in terms of sleep that can certainly be improved. It could serve you certainly better because you know the the staying asleep part, the four is 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 under 50 percent right so it's poor technically it's not your fault it just means something in terms of sleep cycles or depths of sleep so moving from rem to deep and obviously we go rem deep we go round in cycles there's right. something in there that's that's maybe it could be digesting food it could be just things you know that you haven't got out of your mind from the end of the day so here's just a few quick things that you can do to better sleep right and i've talked about this on the podcast many times but a bun- bunch of things one going to sleep and waking up at the same time which i think you pretty much do which is great yeah controlling the last three hours before you go to sleep and i call this three to one so don't eat three hours before sleep don't drink two no screens one before, one hour before if you do need to use a screen technically blue blockers right yeah, yeah. get them bad boys on um and then they're going to you're going to start to sort of take away any blue light and uh, aids melatonin which helps us get to sleep the bedroom itself super cold not super cold super dark super quiet but cooler than the rest of the house um, we only should be doing two things in our bedroom. One of them is sleeping. Everything else should be out of the bedroom, right? There should be no electricals in there. There should be nothing with lighting in there. Your, if you should be taking your phone in there, you want, it, should, it should be like retreating into the back of a cave. You know what I mean? It should literally feel like that. I tend to burn um, essential oils, chamomile, ylang-ylang, bergamot, some that I now forget. I don't use lavender, but some a couple others that are really relaxing. They can help. And then before I sleep, in terms of supplementation, I take uh, magnesium 3 and 8, which can be extremely useful. And then also something called apigenin, which is just basically liquid chamomile, which I'm not quite sure how well that works. It, I think it does. I'm not quite sure. But when you start to really think, okay, how? because sleep is really where recovery happens. So if recovery is an issue, we've spoke about some things that we can do before it. But then sleep is really the area where recovery is going to really only truly happen. So all focuses should then be on, well, okay, if it's if it's a 6 or a 7 out of 10 now, how do we make it a 7, 8? How do we make it an 8, 9? Right. And so therefore, it's, okay, the, you then you want to start thinking about sleep from the second you wake up. So the first thing we do is we wake up, get try and get natural light on your face, in your eyes. In other words, that, that resets the circadian rhythm, and then you go about your day and try and stay away from stress and, you know, no, no sort of stimulants within six hours, so... Um, uh, caffeine, nicotine, alcohol being the other ones. You know, we want to keep them away anywhere from sleep and really drill down and focus on that. They would be the key things that I would focus on. Does any of that help? That's a quite a lot of stuff I've just thrown at you, I guess. You know, and some of that you may already be doing, but is there anything in there that, that's sort of useful? The magnesium is definitely going to be one. Being stronger to the three, two, one, the one part's not a problem. The screen to me is work. So when I, when I come home from work, the phone's gone, everything's gone unless the kids are out and I need to know where they're at, right? So that's yep. not a problem. You know, making sure that the, the two, I think, is the big part, you know, again, trying to concentrate on my hydration or finishing a, a Taekwondo session or a workout session late and you're hydrating afterwards, yep. you know, I think that's something you definitely have to look at. So those two, anything helps, anything that I'm not doing, yep. so those two things really how, stand out right away. How, 
How, um, but you said maybe a late late training session. How late or close to bedtime so, do you sometimes have to? Session will end at 8.30, so I get home, shower, still got to hydrate, right? I'm, I'm usually winding uh, down about 9.15, 9.20 after the shower. You know, and and is, it, could that be one of those intense martial arts sessions? It could be, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last so that, okay. Well, so that's interesting. So light exercise before sleep is useful. Intense exercise, what it does is it will start to kick up um, cortisol. Which is interesting. So across the we, we wake up with cortisol high, melatonin low. They kind of they kind of balance each other way. Still like a swing, one's high, one's low. So as the day goes on, cortisol should just be dropping all of the time to allow room for melatonin to come up and we can sleep. But if we get to the end of the day and anything stressful happens, could be argument, watching a horror movie is stressful, like training, it will kick up uh, potentially kick up cortisol, uh, cortisol. And then melatonin is then struggling to go off and do its thing. Now, you could still get to sleep because it's like long day, super tired. Right. But that could interestingly be something where you're getting disrupted sleep because melatonin hasn't been able to do it, get its thing done, and then you're light sleeping. So, therefore, obviously, you don't want to be changing your training, but it, it's something to consider. Certainly, right. the magnesium. I, I, would, I would probably now, I would probably finish my training dump 200 milligrams of magnesium glycinate straight down. I'd like, as soon as I finish training, I'll throw that down my throat, probably with some, maybe some L-theanine as well. Um, and then yes, you're going to have to hydrate just to sort of get yourself back to where you need to be, but try and keep it down as much as you possibly can. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I hope, I hope some of that's been a little bit of a help. Um, obviously, if you, if, 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 you go, if you go off and try any of that and, you know, some of it's useful, you want more information, you know how to get hold of us, just come and find us. But also, if you go put some of those things in place uh, and, they're, and they're useful, I'd love to know um, because uh, you've obviously got a lot on your plate and you're, you're trying to drive forward and, um, you know, I'd love to be sort of a, as much of a help as possible to be able to sort of get you there. Yeah, let me know how you get on. Um, thanks again for uh, you know for applying to come on the show. Thank you very much, and uh, hopefully I'll get to speak to you soon again at some point. All right, Andy, this is great, and thank you for all that you do. Really do appreciate it. Uh, this is awesome. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Take care. I'll speak to you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, so that was Kevin Doyle. So now we go straight into the conversation that I had with Kevin McCormick, where we were delving into the idea of competing, so uh, bodybuilding, physique-based competing, and the uh, really the mindset that it takes to be able to go off and do that and how to really sort of get you into a competitive mindset. Again, let's dive straight in. I hope you enjoy. First of all, you know, thanks for, you know, obviously applying to come on to the Optimal Alpha podcast. I appreciate you. Um, and so, of course, this is Free Coaching Friday, which is an awesome opportunity where we get to invite people just like yourself on to, to I guess, to get like, you know, really the idea is to get sort of a one major sort of question or roadblock or problem answered that I could possibly sit here in sort of like 10, 15 minutes and give you either some some insight or some strategy or some thought, something to take you from this level to that level. So although I've had a read through the information you sent over, just for the sake of, you know, sort of people listening and watching, what what would you say, Kevin, what are the... What are the what is either the you know the, the sort of one problem or or issue that you're having at the moment that you could do with some guidance on to get you moving forward? So first of all, I've got a really good coach in, in Ash, as you know, uh, uh, he, he's great. He's been giving me some great uh, guidance. I signed up about uh, I'm trying to think about maybe five months ago uh, ish. Um, I'm getting some great results, and um, you know, uh, with Ash there, he's kind of been um, you know. Like he's not easy, man. So I always thought, you know, if I, you know, at the early stages, uh, he'll, he's going to give me a buy. And uh, no, he gives nope. no buys, man. He he's calls, savage. He goes, he's savage. Oh, he yeah, 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 yeah. And it's exactly what I need, right? So 
Uh, you know, one of the biggest things I think that uh, I have a problem with um, is, you know, I, I don't have a problem coming down here and starting to do my workouts. Uh, at first, I had a problem trying to, you know, really push myself with the weights. I'm older. I've had a lot of injuries, a lot of surgeries, that sort of thing. But with Ash's guidance here, I've, I've kind of upped my weights. I'm curling more than I have probably in, you know, probably 10 to 15 years just because of the slowly of slowly building it up and working, um, you know, consistently uh, with the programs that he's set up for me. You know, like I'm 62 too, right? So, uh, you know, my metabolism is slowing down. But uh, I, I think the big problems that I have, and I've worked with Ash on this, is is how to get my protein in with my macros and not take those little cheat sweets. Those are uh, those are the those are, that's what's killing me right now, man. Is uh, you know, my wife's a baker. She's uh, you know, she's in phenomenal shape, but she likes to bake. So you know, there's constantly stuff out there like, you know, I don't know, cookies, cinnamon rolls, that kind of stuff, shortbread cookies. And I'm doing really, really good at staying away from the way I might have used to eat those. But I'm telling you, I still, uh, I think from a mindset perspective, it's how do I get how and, and Ash is working with how do I get to my next level where I, I can kind of shut that off like my goal is to do a physique co uh, competition and I want to do it in the next three months I think I've come a long way I've dropped probably 15-20 pounds since getting with this program but I, sure. I I'm just and I know I know what I I just don't eat it like I get that yep. it's not but it's not that simple like I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, strategies to walk away from it and really focus on getting my, my proteins in because I do lack on, you know, I'm way better than I, I was, but I'm still struggling consistently week after week get those proteins in. I'll go four or five days where I'm, I'm kind of getting my, you know, my 35% of protein in and then, you know, and then just things happen. And uh, when I go look at the app, I'm, I'm not you know, I'm down to like 25%. So I think mindset wise, how do you get, how do you get to that next level where you can kind of turn off that, those types of things, get into like, I want to compete mode. And, and uh, those, those are the things I'm struggling with, sir. Big time. Okay. So cool. So that's, that's, that's focus on the protein one first, because that's easier. So What's your, do you know what your, you if you don't know off the top of your head, it's fine, but do you have a rough idea what your protein goal in grams is per day, roughly, give or take? Well, how much do you weigh, first of all? What do you weigh at the minute? So right now I'm about 218 right now. Okay. And I'm down so, from about 235 when I started here, so. Cool. So you're going to have a protein intake of somewhere around 218, 220, because you know, pound, yeah. and I don't know if that's, you know, Ash might have you somewhere different for a particular reason, but roughly speaking, that's going to be ballpark around that. So 220 grams of yes. protein. Yeah, there you go. Yes, cool. Yeah. Um, now, you'll also have set for you probably X number of meals. There might be some flexibility in there, but is that right? You've got like maybe meals one, two, three, and four or five. Like what? what what's the structure of your day look like? Basically, I have about uh, three uh, meals that are good solid meals where I'm, I'm trying to get, uh, you know, all, you know, good amounts. So, for example, if I'm doing chicken, it's 200 grams of chicken uh, to, to 250 grams of chicken. Or if it's uh, uh, red meat, it's around that 300 grams of meat with carbohydrates and, and, uh, and that and, and trying to limit the fats, obviously. 
so that's kind of where I'm at. And then there, you know, there's a uh, room for a little bit of uh, protein shakes, a protein bar, that kind of thing in there. So, so it's, it's sort of three three main meals containing protein and a, and a shake or a bar, correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. So if, say, for example, so here's here's the way I would look at it, and it's from like a zoomed out point of view. If you're getting, say, three or four, three or four or five days where you're hitting 220, 220, 220, then all of a sudden you don't, it means that somewhere in there you just haven't ate on plan, technically. Correct. So it's either yes. you've had your three meals and forgot the shake, or 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 for some reason you've underweighed the protein in so it hitting 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 pro like calories is always king like calorie the overall calories is king the next most important thing is protein amount and then fats and carbs we can always mess about with so the goal would be is and as you want to move into a position of of getting ready for a show detail becomes everything like you right like everybody's different but when i prep for a show detail as in weighing things to the gram not over, not under, to the gram. Because if one thing can be over and one thing can be under, then everything can be over and under. It's like it's like that. To to me, it was black and white. It's either it was right or it was wrong. There's no in the middle. It's it's either right or wrong. There's no question about it. So you start to, particularly with food. Now, the thing is that eventually that that's something that is only really I would suggest for people to do in going for a show because it's. I'm not saying it's unhealthy, but it could become unhealthy for some people being that myopically focused on numbers and food. There's there's, there's a possibility. For example, when I was prepping for shows, I tracked every single thing that I ate for something like a 1,487 days. I think it was just over four years. Wow. And I mean everything. Myopically, everything. And then I made myself stop because I, was, I would stop competing and I was like, okay, I probably wise I maybe take a step back from being this disciplined. I can probably hover around here and you do get to a point where you get kind of a reasonable idea. Now, a lot of people will say to me, oh yeah, I tracked for three weeks. Now I know exactly what I'm doing so I don't bother tracking. I'm like, you now don't have a clue what you're eating. I'm like, you don't. Like I could tell you because humans way under, um, under report what they eat and over report their expenditure. It's an evol evol evolutionary thing. So you, what you, what I suggest you do is it's now go up to the next level of by the damn gram. Like literally has to be by the gram and like vegetables I didn't so if I was eating veggies like broccoli and cauliflower you know, whatever whatever like I didn't really give two hoots about that I just ate the same amount every day but where it came to protein a protein a fat and a carb within the gram it was it was on point so I ended up with a macro graph that just looked the same every day and I wasn't just copying because what a lot of people do is I'll just copy day to day because right? We, right. We, we can go into my fitness pal and you go like oh I just I, I kind of ate the same I'll copy the day over and I can tell when I look at a macro graph that it's like this, and I'm like, mm, no, that's not the truth. Are you copying the days over? Yeah, yeah, I kind of bet the same. I'm like, what does kind of mean? There is no, you either did or you didn't. Which is it? And then you just see people kind of go, uh, and I'm like, okay. So I would never do that. I would like, I would still manually put everything in line by line, laboriously, for the point of having done it. So probably move certain, so really, as tough as it sounds, certainly when you're moving to what you want to do, there's no room for error when it comes to food. So if it's, I'm eating my three meals, but I'm missing my shake, well, then you now know that that's where the area is. Like have your shake earlier in the day. For, for example, that means you've got the thing that you're missing done and out of the way, and you're always maybe going to have that evening meal because you might be sat with the family having it. You've got to think, right, where's the slippage? Where is this happening over and over again? It might be the shake. It, it can't possibly be unless you've, not bought enough food not having the right amount of food on the plate 
Because if you've got three meals that say, let's say, imagine three meals, 200 grams of chicken, 200 grams of fish, 200 grams of steak. Like, let's just say that's the meal. Or you know it's 200 grams, 200 grams, 200. Now, the only reason possibly that those things can't hit your protein is, damn it, I haven't got enough fish in the house. I've only got 100 grams because I haven't bought any. So now I'm going to have 100 grams of fish and I'm going to lose my protein. That can only be the reason why those meals would be under protein. There's no other excuse for them being under because we know it's 100 grams of something. So we cook it and weigh 100 grams. And even if I ended up with like, oh, I've only got 100 grams of fish, I'd have fish and chicken on the same damn plate. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, technically, there's a really good, there's a very good argument to say that we should mix proteins on the same plate because I'd have different amino profiles. So, but anyway, something else to think about. So technically, it's time now to kind of go, right, what you've got to think is if you want to do a physique show, and I, okay, okay, here's, this is going to sound like a funny thing, but you want to do, do you want to do men's physique? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And you're going to be in a master's division, aren't you? Is that how old are you? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So let's, so, so I, I could possibly be in, I would possibly be in the same class as you. Yeah. Cause I'd be masters. Yeah. Cause I'm 44 and yours. So, but I've been master. I'm, you're in masters the moment you're over. Like, I think I was in masters the moment I was over 37, technically. There might, right. there might be in certain federations, there may be other levels. Okay. But say, okay. let's say you were coming over to the UK and you're going to compete um, in the PCA in men's physique masters. We're now stood on stage next to each other. Now, this is not to <laughs> sound arrogant, but now That's you've not got good to... news. <laughs> right, right. But there's going to be some this right. And I don't, I don't, I don't mean that to say like, oh, Andy's a mate. Like, no, no, no. But you know, yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm if, if I'm coming to that show, I, I'm leaving nothing on the table. I, so you've got to think. There's somebody, there's somebody signing up to do the show. This is really useful, right? This is what I would do. This is how I go about creating stories in my mind. This is a little bit like Michael Jordan spoke about this in that um, The Last Dance Netflix thing, if you saw that. If you didn't see it, maybe go watch it. Because they talk about him basically just making up stories in his mind about what people had or hadn't said because he was playing games in his own head to perform at a higher level. He was just basically making up stuff like, you know, someone dissed him or said this. And he was, and he's like open about using these things. And weirdly, I hadn't obviously way before that I was doing athletes do this anyway. Right. But you want to imagine there's, you, you need to picture people out there, create characters, maybe even know them, but create characters, somebody who's going to be standing next to you on stage. And if you can really start to create a character to the point where you believe that they're fucking real and they are always just one step ahead of you, they are a little bit more diligent with their food, they're sleeping better, they train, they're doing everything better. And every day you're trying to catch them up. And every day they're looking at what you're doing going, that ain't good enough, mate. And you, what you start to do is you, you put yourself in this bubble of, I don't, give, I don't give a fuck what happens out here. This is what I need to do. And if you... And then what happens is, is, this is also what I was doing, it's like a visualization thing, is if I ticked all my boxes, and the boxes might be drink my water, get my steps in, hit my macros and my calories, achieve my workout, prep ready for, I don't know, whatever the particular things were. In my head, I had a list of stuff that I had to do. And it was a fair list. And I would sometimes, to start with, I'd actually have it. Like, you know, I'd have a, I'd have a thing tick tick like it was visual i ha i could see it if i could tick every box at the end of the day i'd sit in my bed and i'd close my eyes and i was starting to imagine that i was putting a brick on a wall and so it just started with a little i don't know why this happened it started with a little wall and every day that i i ticked everything i could put one brick in my wall and so i was just building a wall i don't know why i was building a wall and obviously this is like a 20-week prep 
So this wall was starting to get pretty bloody big, technically. So now my wall was growing, and my wall was starting to grow into a, a like a the side of a castle. For some, because I was like, I, I need to do something. But so I was like, I was actually really taking this somewhere. So it would change a little bit in my mind every time I did it. But technically, I'm building a wall, building a wall, and I could then picture the little sort of slits in it where you know there'd be an archer kind of, and then there was a turret, and then I managed to finish a turret over here, and then there was a flag on it. I was like, fucking hell, I've got to, okay. And if, I, and, and if I had a bad day, I had to take a, a brick off. And so anyway, I was basically building up this bloody fortress. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm building a fortress, aren't I? Aha. Why? Because in my mind, I'm going to war. Like, it's, it's my fortress. It's my, I'm building my thing. And then, and then eventually, I was starting to spray graffiti on it. And I can, if I really think hard now, I can kind of picture it. And I used this as just a, it was just a game within the game. It's just a game within the game. But it, what it did was is, it became me to a point where I was like, no one else knows this is going on. No one knows about my wall. No one knows. About, I've told people many times afterwards, but no one knows about my fortress. No one knows what the color of the flags are. No one's got a clue. And I'm bloody well coming for everybody. And I was like, and, I, and, and no one else has built a fortress like mine. No one's got a wall like mine. It doesn't look like this. It's not as tall. It's not as big. It's not as thick. They don't stand a chance. Why? Because I did the work to build it. Because I was so strict with myself. Now, and it's that's just a mental game but you've got to find so that was one thing i'm going to be so good i can put a brick on my wall you know it could be anything it could, you could build whatever you want in your mind but where your mind goes your body follows so you've got to win the mental battle first okay and your body will come along so first of all the the, the protein thing should be just logistical it just shouldn't be missed it Sorry. should be i know what i have on my plate and that's it and if I'm struggling to get my shake at the end of the day, well, I'll have that at the beginning of the day. So I hit my protein. That's just a logistical thing. Now, my wife's a baker and she makes amazing treats. I'm like, oh, okay, that's a little bit more difficult. This one. Um, yeah. there, there, was a, there was an easy answer, but I'm not going to say it out loud. Uh, this is quite interesting because during at the very beginning of COVID, Joe, my wife was like, what do we you know? She's like, I need to do something. I'm like, start baking. What a stupid thing to say. So she's like every day she was baking something and like start with you know, like she's making shortbread and cookies and and I was like, you're gonna need to stop like because I I, like, I can't stop eating them. No, but the thing here is again momentum. It's momentum. Like saying no to something today possible. Saying no two or three dozen the days on the trot gets more difficult but as it gets more and more and more and more and you get momentum it just becomes and, and also once you've booked a show and it's happening and you've told a few people and quite frankly the last thing you want to do is damn well embarrass yourself on a stage in front of a load of people because that's the reality so i i was like i could picture again slightly visual i would picture this thing kind of coming down a track at me really slowly like it's like 20 weeks away and i can't really see it and it's off in the distance and I just, it's like you have this feeling that something's just coming for you. And you're like, I, I've got to do everything. It's not like to get out of the way of it, but it's going to arrive and I need to be ready when it's here. And it's going to arrive on the day the bloody show is happening. Like there's nothing I can do about it. So then you get to a point where you're like, if I stood on that stage and I did not do very well. Now that for me, that was like coming second. I was like, if I come second, I've lost. Right? But coming, come, let's imagine I stood on stage and I came last and I wasn't diligent with my prep. I'm just going to sit there and think, well, bloody hell, you deserve that because you cheated on this, you didn't do that. And I would, th then the next thing is regret. Embarrassment, right. regret. If I came last and I had ticked every box and built my fortress and everything and I came last, I'm like, well, I know I couldn't have done anything more. 
I've I've done everything that I could right, have done. Right. It clearly wasn't good enough. In my heart, in my soul, I'm I'm happy. I'm okay. Or well, not maybe happy, but I'm okay. I can live. I can live with myself because I've done everything. So again, it's building up this idea of uh, you, you don't know what's going to happen when you get on stage. But worst case scenario, you don't do well. But you then need to walk off that stage going, okay, I didn't do well. But look at what I did to get here. Like the result is just the result. The jerk. Here's the thing: the show day will come and go. You win a plastic trophy, it will come and go. But the lessons you learn about yourself in a prep will stay with you forever. And from my first prep, and probably from the last prep, it's it's who I had to become to cross the finish line that has stayed with me most. Uh, like the trophy, I don't even have the trophies over here in this country. They're sitting in a box back in the UK. Not that I disrespect the trophies; they're, they're lovely glass trophies, but they don't really mean anything to any anymore. They're, they're just they're trophies. Like I don't have them out on show; they're just trophies. They mean something at the time, but that fades. But who I had to become to win them—that stuck with me. That's discipline, commitment, like the, the 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 idea of using visions and building stuff, and those things I now then apply into other areas of my life, my business, my this, my that. They are lessons that I've learned. And when I look back on the preps, I don't remember all the training sessions. I don't remember I remember how I remember how difficult it got towards the end. Yeah. But the but the lessons and I think the person it's turned me into and I think I realized what I was actually capable of. As in what I was capable of saying no to. Because the hardest thing is saying no. And I was like, you get to a point where, you know, someone would offer I can remember sitting at Christmas dinners. Actually, no, it, would, it was I think it was Easter. My mum does a really good Easter thing, right? And I would sit there and, you know, I would, my parents and everyone knew that I was doing this and so that, you know, no one offered me any wine. And I was like, I'll just sit them a Diet Coke. And, you know, someone was like, you know, are you, are you allowed some dessert? And I'm like, I'm allowed it. I can have it, but I'll, I'm not going to. And they're like, really? I'm like, because I have to wake up tomorrow morning and think what that 500 calories is done. And technically it's not going to do right. a whole amount. But but if 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 I'm if I'm if on my mind I have to pull a brick off my wall I'm like, well that was a backward step and was it worth it? No, because I can't even taste the thing anymore. But I've still lost a couple of bricks. I'm like bloody hell. So it that's that's where it comes in. It's a mindset. Now logistically, you could just say to the good lady either bake a bit less or can you put them in something and out out of out of eyesight. So you know it gets it's momentum though. So I remember Joe coming home. You know. I'm I'm sitting there on prep, like literally, you know, face sunken in, shredded, like I could literally eat a pen by this point. And she comes back with like fish and chips. And it's like like really nice fish and chips. I've got loads of salt and vinegar on and it smells amazing. But you get to a point where you're like, yeah, it smells awesome. I'll have some when I'm done. I'll have some after. Right. It'll always be right. there. And you so you kind of start to become a little bit invincible. The momentum analogy is this. At the beginning and right now, imagine imagine um Imagine a big hill and there's snow on it, like like a picture postcard hill, right? There's kids playing on it and they're tobogganing up and down on it. Like, well, not up, you can't toboggan up, but they're tobogganing down on it, right? And you've you've just created a snowball about this big. So you've compacted a little snowball and you're going to try and roll it down this hill. Now, imagine the little snowball, picture it on the hill. You begin to roll it and it's like, it's slow. Like it's not got a lot of weight. It kind of bumbles down. Anything it comes across, it's going to stop it. Right? small rock, you know, something, something, small child, like it's just going to stop, right? doesn't have much momentum. Let's imagine you can guide, let's imagine we've got a remote control and we, we, we send off our snowball and we can just begin to just move it as it goes down the hills. Oh, miss a, miss a twig, you know, miss a small child, get round the dog. 
But as it goes, picks up some more snow, gets heavier, gets denser. What does it do? Gets faster. It's now got more, it's got more behind it. So now we control it a bit more and like we get around a few more things, it picks up speed, it picks up weight, it picks up momentum. It will pick up enough momentum until it flattens everything in its way. Doesn't matter. Now, now the snowball's this big. Like children are diving out of the way of the snowball because the things hurt. That's momentum. So you get to a point where anything comes up and you're like, no, that's not going to help me. That will take me away from my goal. Go away. Black and white. But it takes building that momentum up. And that's the challenge. But once it's there, it's like you're so myopically focused on, uh, no, there's someone out there who's not eating that. There's someone out there who's working harder than me. No, right. go away. Leave me alone. Right. And so you're just, you're building up these sort of internal stories in your mind that it's more difficult when the show's gone and you've got to unpack and let all that stuff go. That was the challenge. Because you get to the other side and you're like, I've just created this thing. And like, it's not a negative thing, but you're like, I've just built this world around myself and now I don't need it. And it takes a few weeks to sort of then try and unpack that and come back down to earth and normality. If it's, that's the bit I found the most interesting was like, what do I do with all this time and energy that I've put into this? It's like, you know, obviously if you do well, you normally have a final to go to or something like that. But anyway, those, those are the sort of thoughts. It's probably like maybe not technically what you're expecting to hear. I don't know. What, what, what have you taken from that? What thoughts have you got? What, you know, follow-up questions or anything like that? Well, you know what? I got, I got to tell you. So one of the th reasons why I asked to come on here is number one, it's way outside my comfort zone. So, um, so I appreciate you selecting me to do this, and it is definitely yep. you know outside my comfort zone to be sitting here uh, in front of a screen talking about this. Um, you know, I, I I know exactly what you're talking about. I think that's the mindset I need to get to is that is start building that momentum. You know, I think I'm still that small snowball right now, uh, but I feel just even even talking and listening to your energy. I definitely feel that, you know what, it's time to start building more snow on it and start navigating and moving those obstacles. I think that's a big one for me. Like I said, my wife's really good at with the sweets and that she usually does. She she bakes them, puts them in a container, puts them in the freezer. Uh, but you know what, every now and then, like, you know, three or four of them come out and I have maybe yeah. one. So I've done like amazing because it used to be like I'd have 10 or five. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, so I'm getting good at, at diverting that. I think I like the analogy of, uh, uh, putting together who I'm going to be going up against, right? Like, it's, I never mm. really thought of it from that approach is that, yeah, you know what? There's people out there and they're the, all they are is simply more focused than I am. And I'm a very focused person when I put my mind to it. So 10 years ago, actually this month, I had signed up to do Ironman Arizona and I put my mind to it and and I did six months training to, to run that marathon. Now, did I win? Absolutely not. But I put my best self out there. So I kind of know exactly yeah. what you're... I think I needed yeah, to be, yeah. I needed it to be renewed. I needed to hear that again. I, I need to know that, um, so, you know, I, mean, if I you, can get there. If you've gone off and, you know, actually, you know, done something like an Ironman, clearly it's already in you because that's a yeah. hell of a feat. So sometimes, you know, it's, it's in you. It's to, to, to sort of devote yourself to something. You know, it's like apply and devote yourself to something, knowing because... The problem we have is the fear of missing out. It's like, you know, it's, oh, while, you know, while I'm, while I'm doing this, I'm not doing that. Like while I'm prepping, I'm missing out on all this stuff. Right. It's like, right. yeah, it's like, it, you know, 20 weeks, 16 weeks. I mean, 20, 24 weeks is a, is a decent time to prep. It's a long time, you know, it's like half a bloody year, but it's only half a year. And the reality is, is you might pick a show three, four, five, six months down the road. You pick a show, you book yourself into it. Now. I think that's critical. Yeah. I think that's part right. of it. 
that's it's put it flat in the floor. You're, yep. that's, you're signed up. Boom. Yep. So that's one yeah. thing. Let's imagine you rock up to the show and, I don't know, 10 of you walk on stage. Okay? Here, and let's imagine you come whatever place in that 10 that you come. Right? The bit that you won't have realized is it wasn't 10 that signed up to do the show. It was probably a 35. Right? And along the journey, people weren't focused and weren't diligent and weren't building their wall and their fortress and they drop off and they drop off. And you don't know this is happening, but they're dropping off. So by the time right. you get to the show, the 10 have won. They're the 10 winners. But you don't, we don't see it that way because there'll be people that there'll be people that signed up and then never get started. There'll be people that signed right. up and become injured, right? There'll be people that sign up and just cannot, they just haven't got it. They haven't got it. There'll be people that sign up that bottle it in the last week. There'll be people that turn up to the venue and bottle it and go home. And then 10 of you or whatever walk on. And like I, I, like I said, when I, when I first did my show, I had two goals. One was to add credibility to me and my business, obviously. And one was to just cross the finish line. And cross the finish line was to me was feel the warmth on, under my foot when I stepped on stage. Because that was it. Whatever happened after that, apart from obviously doing well posing, whatever happened after that was whatever happened. It was cross the finish line, finish the race. And for me, that was stand on stage. Now, luckily for me, I won my first show. So the whole, the whole thing went really well. <laughs> I, remember we, I remember we stood at the end, like everyone was being, you know, out there, they were calling names and walking forward. And I was like, I'm the last person here. I'm like, I fucking won. Like, this is insane. Um, wow. But, re but it, and it was like, I was on a high for days. It was like, it was, it was insane. Yeah. But it was really just, it was really, it was cross the finish line. Cause I knew that there would be more people trying to get to that show who wouldn't make it. So in my mind, I had these characters in my head who were in better shape. They were bigger than me. They had, they had competed before. So I had to bring something that I didn't know whether it was going to be enough, but it had to be everything I could have done. Everything. And I mean, everything to, you know, certainly like, you know, when you've got a when you've got a sort of like at 5 a.m. in the morning, you know, do do 30 minutes of posing when you're absolutely shattered. But like, I'm like, if I don't do this, somebody else is. And when I stand right. on stage, right. that's going to be that's going to be obvious to everybody. But that doesn't matter. I will know that I skipped it and I didn't really do it. And that's why I didn't look as good as them. And I'll never be able to go back and change that. And so I was like, it. I'm not saying it's easy, but you just build up this like, I, it's a, it comes down to, I'll do whatever it takes within reason without not you know, hurting other people, right? But I'll do whatever right. it takes. <laughs> and if that means getting up another hour earlier, if that means doing another 5,000 steps, if that means, you know, changing what, whatever it takes, it's like my, my prep coach said to me, um, we weren't making quite the, I only had 11 weeks to prep for my first show and we weren't making quite the progress. And he looked to me one day and he said to me, um, well, it's time to suffer then, isn't it? No one had ever said that to me before. And I was like, I've been putting everything into this for like seven, eight weeks. He's like, well, we're going to see how much you're prepared to suffer, aren't we? And I was like, oh, right. okay. I see. I see what this is about now. This is like, this is, there's levels to this. And I thought I'd been putting full beans into it. And then I was like, no, I found another level. I found another level. I found, and I was like, I was just like, I can do more. I'm not, it's not just more, but I can get better and do more and be more strict and more diligent and more focused. There's more, there's more, there's more, there's more. It just, it never stopped. And I just got to a point where I'm like, no one's going to catch me up. No, I don't know what's going to happen, but you get in your head. I'm like, no one is measuring their rice to the bloody grain. They are, other people are, but you're like, no one is doing this to the grain. No one is prepping their, their food like I am. No one is diligent as I am. No, 
I cannot be beaten. I can, obviously, but it's just a my it's like a steamroller snowball mindset like you've got to have. But then, you know, wife comes out with the best smelling tray of brownies you've ever smelled in your life, and you're like, they're amazing. <laughs> Honey, do you think you can do it like this again? Well, yes, a recipe, of course I can. Amazing. Come and find me after the show. Good. Advice. You know, right, it's, 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 yeah. it's just it's just that kind of thing. But um I think first and foremost is um is is you know obviously talking to Ash and deciding when or you know when might be a good time and you know what improvements need to be made and obviously all the logistics behind it. But certainly once you've booked something and it needs I would I would always have it further away than you think you need it. Like I would always have it further because preps are long they never go they're never smooth they're never the same you never want you always want to have more time you want to be ready early not two weeks after so you always want to be further away than what you need it's all is always going to be more difficult and a first prep isn't smooth it's not easy because you're trying to work out in your head can i do this will my body do this am i too old to do this like you there's going to be all this stuff flying around in your head that you just you want to be you want to have like a, you know there might be four weeks where you're doing everything on point and blog all happens and you're thinking I'm running out of time and then suddenly obviously it happens but if you didn't have enough buffer in time you're now scrambling at the end and the whole process is going to be not fun and not get you the best result so always just leave yourself enough time for sure yeah that's what I would say I can't wait to see what you do I can't wait to I can't wait to see it man like it's going to be uh it's going to be savage. It, 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 it's it'll, it'll it. be one. It'll be one of the most difficult things you do, but also one of the most self gratifying things you can ever do. And self learning processes. You'll learn stuff about you, you, your mentality, your psyche that you probably didn't even know was there. That's how I felt when I finished mine. I was like, "Yeah, if I can do that. I can probably do anything." Like it. That's how it felt. So it's, so it's really right. empowering to do it. Yeah. Cool. Oh, man. I, I appreciate it. you got me jacked right up. I'm like, like, you know, I think that's the biggest. I think in anything that's the biggest hurdle right is that mindset it's getting getting that like you know i i think that typically most people are probably motivated to some degree but i think sometimes you just need to hear what you already know from mm-hmm. someone who's done it and kind of gives you a little bit more than what you know because i'm yeah. like right now you've got my my brain is like going a thousand miles an hour like you know i'm not an idiot i i know what it, now you know i i kind of know what i need to do i need to just fine tune that and i just need to start yeah. doing it you yep. know, at the yep. end of the day, it's, it's just do it. And then, and then the goal is just keep it as simple as possible. So I know I've spoken about a lot right. of things there, but 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 keep it simple, simple plans. Ash will be able to guide you because obviously he's done it. He stepped on yep. stage and looked absolutely fantastic. You know, you know, it's you know, you've, there's a support network around you in terms of you know the, the team here. You know, that that we yep. can guide you. We can guide you to you know, to a successful you know first show. Just just you know, you've got to be patient with yourself, your body. But but yeah. but you've then got to start building you know, snowball, fortress, someone out there, like someone out there is working harder. Like you, you build these things and sometimes that will take you to a dark place. I know sometimes when I was training and maybe doing like a really heavy set of leg press or something, like my mind would disappear after some pretty dark places. Not like I'm visualizing dark stuff, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm, at, I'm, I'm, it's, it's now or never. It's like it, it, it you've got to pull some stuff out that isn't necessarily the fun stuff. But it's what right. it's what drives you through what will be some you know what what can be some really dark days in terms of super low energy brain fog I can't be asked to get up but then you're thinking yeah but so and so is 
so and so is he's right. getting up today i'm like fuck oh off comes the duvet bloody hell <laughs> and off you go like and it's and it, 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 it is it, it is what it is um listen it's yep. been an absolute pleasure to have you on my man thank you so much for taking some time thank you um I'm, oh, I'm, man. I'm 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 super excited to uh to continue to watch your journey to the stage uh, and hopefully a few of the things that I've sort of given you there are, are, are things that you can sort of, and, and, and you'll turn them to your own versions of that, like whatever particularly right. works for you. Um, so listen, absolute pleasure. I know obviously we'll get to speak again. I'll, I'm watching progress. I'm watching. Thank right? you, sir. Um, thank you, my man. A, Take care. Have a great day, Take sir. Yourself. Thank you. Cheers again. Bye-bye. Okay, so that was Kevin McCormick. So guys, I hope you've enjoyed both of those conversations and I hope you've had some takeaways from them. We will be reaching out again to be recording more of these. If you would like to come on and take part, there will be some more information and a link in the show notes where you can apply to come on. I'll speak to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. We hope that you feel motivated to start making changes in your life so you can see those results that you've been wanting to achieve. Remember, you can do anything you set your mind to. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review and make sure you tell your friends. If you'd like to connect with Andy, you can find him on Instagram at Andy underscore Nailer underscore Pure underscore Elite underscore Pro. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. Talk to you again soon.